Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Tune Review for this evening's uh, Newcastle United, um, well, uh, counselling session, I guess, is, is what you would probably call it. Um, sorry if I'm a little bit blurry. The internet works is still going on, laying cables in the street and everything, so bear with me. It will re reset itself. Um, but uh, we are reviewing uh, last night's 4-1 uh, defeat uh, at the hands of Arsenal, of course, at the Emirates Stadium. Uh, with myself, Paul, and Billy Bob. Uh, Alex is unfortunately unwell tonight, so uh, uh, wishing him a very speedy recovery, uh, and uh, he will be back with us very, very soon. Uh, so get well soon, bud. Uh, now, um, what I would like to start the show off saying is the usual stuff, um, is uh, please do subscribe if you're new, uh, and hit that notification bell, of course, but don't forget to hit the like button as well. And of course, you can become a member by hitting the join button just underneath me and Billy. And of course, uh, you can donate to the channel if you do so wish tonight by hitting that dollar sign at the bottom of the live comments, which will guarantee your comment to be read straight out. Um, now, I'm expecting a bit of a feisty show tonight because, um, well, as usual on the Tune Review, uh, we're going to be very honest with our feelings. Uh, so don't be afraid uh, to put yours in the chat either uh, as to how you're feeling at the moment. Uh, however, let's start off with some positive news. Uh, the women's team, absolutely fantastic result today at St. James's Park. Uh, winning two goals to one uh, against Portsmouth with Georgia Gibson scoring in the final minutes of the game to seal the win and put Newcastle United women's team into the final uh, where they will play at Kenilworth Road, Billy. Um, I don't know whether you watched it on uh, on YouTube, but uh, mm. uh, I did. It was a, a very, very interesting game, good game of football. Mm. Um, but again, I think the, the quality of the Newcastle United women's team pulling through. Charlotte Potts, what a, what a player she is. Uh, Emma Kelly. Uh, can certainly play at a higher level. And uh, great to see Georgia popping up in the last minute with a goal. Yeah, it just seemed like the ball was never going to go in. I mean, the amount of time yeah. the really woodwork in that second half, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. As if they're moving the bar to the ball with it. Um, but yeah, they played some really good stuff, actually. I was quite impressed. Really impressed, mm. in fact. And they deserved yeah. the win. I think 2-1 flattered Portsmouth a little bit, even though Portsmouth did put up a show. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think it can go to Kenworth Road and... I hope for a trophy coming our way, which would be fantastic. Yeah, for I, I, think, I think they can go on and win it. Absolutely. I mean, look, it's it's great to see such a big crowd there as well, uh, supporting the lasses. You know, they've got a really, really good, uh, good vibe around uh, that mm. women's team at the minute, and and yeah. certainly, you know, Becky Langley, who was celebrating 100 games in charge today, has done an incredible job um, since they've gone professional as well. Um, fully, fully deserved, and like you say, um, Katie Barker on that playing on that left hand side is is just. I wish we had somebody in the men's team like her who just gets the ball and wants to take players on. She's mm. so dynamic. Mm. Um, of course, she used to play through the middle, but moved out to the left. And the way she takes players on and and creates opportunities, she's just brilliant to watch. Um, but like I say, Emma Kelly in the middle, Billy. I mean, she is some player. The the passing range that she has on her. Um, is is quite incredible. And she's got a really impressive vision, hasn't she? For mm. I mean, you don't usually see that with, in, in women's football. Is someone who can put the foot in the ball and spray her around? I was really, really impressed with her vision and her passing and Barker, her dynamism, her directness. Yeah, they've got some really good players in there. And no doubt about it. In in, in, in two seasons, I've been playing in, in the in the what is the Super League, isn't it? The women's yeah, Super League. I, I really do. No doubt it. about it. Well, they're, they're, yeah. they're really good. And, and of course, as they improve, they'll they'll get better signings in as well. And mm -hmm. depth will be great. I'm looking forward to their progression. You know, it's, it's, it's something to look forward to, I think. Yeah, and of course, they've already, you know, poached some players away from, from higher mm. league teams. So, um, I think the whole setup is is very appealing to a lot of 
uh, a lot of women footballers who who now see Newcastle United uh, as a professional outfit and on the rise, uh, dramatically on the rise. So uh, it, it, it's brilliant. So uh, massive well done to Becky and the women's team uh, and congratulations for making the final. Um, and uh, we will probably, I think we'll do a watch along for that, Billy, for the final hmm. um, at Kenilworth Road. That should be a very interesting game uh, to cover the, cover the lasses. So well done, Becky and the girls. Congratulations. Uh, now also in the Carabao Cup final today, of course, Billy Liverpool lifting the trophy. Um, but I think you want to say a little bit of, how, you know, what your feelings are on it, considering um, the amount of sort of injuries that Liverpool had, yet the mm. kids come through for them. And that's not something we're seeing at Newcastle right now. Well, everyone's aware of how much these have come into play. One of these shows with these teeth and we've all criticised Jurgen Klopp and we've criticised him for mm. some pretty shitty stuff. But what a managerial performance he's got in that club this year. Um, they've added, you know, the injuries they've got, yeah. they've got seven or eight quality players out. Um, today against Chelsea, they weren't expected to win. Chelsea, billion pound team, you know, and they come up, them kids today were just fantastic. And I, I found myself jealous of it and mm. most admiration of what Klopp's achieved with those kids. At the end, I think there was five or six of them on the pitch that were less than 20. They didn't give up. They were just, they were just fantastic and deservedly winning that. They had a little silent cheer when they scored the winner. You know, I was I was, I was disappointed in, well, not disappointed in Chelsea because I don't like Chelsea. And I think the way they approached the game was shocking. But Liverpool's energy, uh, the kids, Van Dijk scoring as well. He's the leader of them all. And Klopp himself, you know, leaving at the end of the season. Yeah. I don't see how they replace him. I don't. He's a world. He's one of the best managers in the world, if not the best. Oh, really. He is. I mean, look, we don't have to like him to say that he's a he's oh, a world class manager. He is. He's proved. But that. it's the, the massive connect between him, the team, the fans. Mm. We have that at Newcastle United without the quality of manager, without the quality of team. Mm -hmm. It's just something we can look forward to in the future if we do get the right people on board, take us that next level. It's yeah. like having a shanky all over again at Liverpool. It really is. Um, Craig makes a good point there. Obviously, Liverpool beating Chelsea, uh, providing Liverpool. Uh, make the Champions League, it, it, it knocks one down for a European qualification, which may may be good for us uh, if, if we can pull our fingers out. But, um, I mean, look, it, it, the fact is that they managed, you know, Klopp has so many injuries, yet, you know, they still play the same football. They still play the same way. And what's disappointing for me is when you look at that, Billy, and you see the way that maybe Eddie Howe has not managed this injury crisis very well. I know he's had a lot of players out, but his refusal, his his blatant refusal to bring any of the youth players through mm. and give them an opportunity has been his downfall. Well, what Jurgen Klopp's actually done is, when the injury hasn't been so bad at Liverpool, you see him get 10 minutes in. Again, Kwanzaa, Bobby Clark, mm -hmm. he did it with Harvey Elliott when he first got in. Uh, the lad at right back, he was outstanding today, went, moved up into midfield, can't think what his name is. Connor, something with that, can't think what his name is, but outstanding players. Um, McConnell in the middle of the park, downs up front. There's loads of them. They've they, 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 they come from nowhere. Mm. Curtis Jones has brought through. He, he really has brought through from youth. They have spent a lot of money. But he's used his youth, his youth academy in abundance. And I mean, Eddie Howe should do that as well, really. Yeah. I mean, they, them players in that youth academy, Miley apart, he's had to use him because of injuries. But let's see three or four more get, get pushed in. Well, we, signed, we signed some really good youngsters in the summer, if you can remember. Uh, but the, 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 they haven't been able to have an opportunity. And I think that's why, you know, you look at Bobby Clark and he made the decision to leave Newcastle. Mm. And Lee Clark himself has said he was absolutely devastated with that. Mm. But he's done it mm. because 
he saw a, a better future than what he can get at Newcastle United, which is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp's obviously, obviously when he's gone there, he's, he's, he's met with Jurgen Klopp and he said there is a route to the first team for you. Can any youth academy players say that in Newcastle United? Even now, even now, Newcastle is not with the club and, and there's, there's been kind of you know, investment in the academy. Can they say that there's a route to the first team? Because I can't see one for any of them, apart from Miley, of course. And that's only because we've had to play him. Mm. Liverpool, they don't care. If, you, if you're good enough, you're old enough. It's simple as that. Well, I mean, this Alfie Harrison, you know, Billy, I mean, he, he's, he's been training with the Man City first team squad and you would expect, you know, we've signed him, just give him a chance. You know, I mean, yesterday, I, I mean, we're coming on to yesterday, unfortunately, but um, it, yeah, just a lot of people, a lot of people seem to have really turned on the manager now and think that he, he just is not good enough. Um, and, you know, uh, I mean, CJ, I mean, I don't know why his, his comment there was... Um, was taken off, but uh, you're allowed to you're allowed to put uh, capitals now, guys. Uh, how out? I mean, it's just as simple as that. We've seen so many of that. Uh, the goat says, uh, "Seriously, who cares about women's football? Not me." Well, that's a kind of attitude that we don't want around. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we do care about the women's team and women's football. Uh, it's improving every every season. Newcastle United have a women's team, a professional women's team, and a professional women's team who have made a cup final. So that is a big deal. Um, if you don't care about it, that's fine. But 99% of certainly our viewers and Newcastle United fans will give a damn about the women's team as they had a magnificent turnout for the game today. So uh, in your pipe and smoke it, but um, you're entitled to your opinion. But unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to share that opinion. It's 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 ridiculous opinion, to be honest. Um, Ian Fleming, thank you for your super chat. Watched the lasses for the first time. Glad I did. They were great. Hope the men can repeat it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just finished a rerun of the ladies' match. They were awesome, uh, says uh, Toon Deck. Uh, absolutely. Uh, everyone should care about the winners' team. Um, and then Paul Tully says, oh, you're one of those, are you? Uh, to the GOAT. Unfortunately, he is. Well, they represent there... Newcastle United Football Club. Exactly. Whether exactly. They're, whether they're women, men, snails, dogs, cats, we get beyond them. Simple. Mm. Now, uh, Davey T makes a good point here, Billy. The threat of a yellow card... Um, is, is taking a lot away from Bruno's game. Uh, I'd rather he got stuck in. Uh, if it's a suspension, then so be it. That is a very good point because, we, I mean, listen, we didn't see any tackles coming in yesterday from anybody. Um, but the fact that Bruno is very renowned for being a very physical player, um, you know, we, we haven't seen that since the threat of the yellow card. He's, he's been very sort of uh, stay away from that kind of physicality, if you like, Billy. And it, it is affecting us because we, we need that in the game. And if he gets a, a booking and a suspension, then we have to deal with it. Yeah, but at the moment we can't, can we? We have no the midfielders available. Now Willock's fit, maybe he will be a bit more physical or fitter, I should say. He'll probably start on Tuesday. But yeah, they've, they've moved him up further up the pitch to get him out of the way of those physical challenges. Mm, not too sure if that, that's, that, if that's the reason for it. Um, but the booking thing definitely is something to do with it, without a doubt, because it, Eddie Howe realises, and certainly over the last four or five weeks, that without Bruno, <laughs> what do we do? What do yeah. we do? He'll have yeah. to bring a kid in, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, oh, the goat says, that's right, I'm a real man. Uh, well, not with comments like that, you're not. Jesus Christ. Uh, King Hoddle, good evening. Uh, very sorry we couldn't do Spurs a favour yesterday. Uh, Derek says, evening all, I'm now officially on the dark side, get beat on Tuesday, playing 4-3-3. And it's time for Eddie to go. Well, Derek, I mean, wow. Uh, Jesus. Um, Connor, thank you for your super chat. He says, need to take a leaf out of Klopp's book 
uh, trusting youngsters and giving you exposure on the biggest stage. City game and Chelsea Cup game are an example. I, I can't more. not disagree with that, Billy, because we, we, you know, the the injury crisis for me was the was a huge opportunity for Eddie Howe to bring some of the youngsters in, work with them, and give them an opportunity, and he hasn't. Now you, you could turn around and say, well, this is Liverpool; they've got a better standard of youth. How have they got a better standard of youth? Because they give their youth an opportunity. Look at the players that they brought through. We are not given that. We are stagnant. And we we have, you know, I think Eddie Howe's dug a couple of digs into his, uh, his coffin because of, of being reluctant to do that. Well, he's even had an excuse to do it, which is the worst thing. He's, he's never going to do it. If he's not going to do it when we've got no players available, he's never going to use a youth, is he? Never. Not going to happen. We need a different kind of approach to the youth setup, I think. Yeah. I think... We, you know, I don't know whether Dan Ashworth was involved. Obviously, he was involved in getting youth in, but it's whether he can get them from the youth team then into the into the you know the first team squad and get some minutes on the pitch. We've seen Parkinson get a few minutes. We've seen uh, Diallo, the other lad, got a few minutes, didn't he? As well, the lad that went up to Scotland in the third division, he had a couple of minutes in one of the games. You know, to me, that's not the way you bring a, a youth team forward. Yeah, I mean, I've just I've just seen a comment, Billy, from Slothy Vlogs, who says it's simple: Liverpool youngsters are better than ours. So ask yourself why, because they well they took they took well, one of our best away. Simple yes, as that. there was no route to the first team for him, and they focus on the youngsters. And you know, Klopp is an elite manager, and and, and I've just seen something from Slothy there saying, you know, unfortunately Eddie isn't an elite manager. Uh, love him and always will, but he's not the elite manager. And where, listen, I love Eddie Howe, and I'm still not on the the Eddie Howe, you know, out train. Um, I think if we get knocked out the cup, uh, it, it might start swaying a little bit because we're just not playing very well at the minute. And, you know, I made a point on Twitter last night to say, Billy, uh, similar to what um, Alex said last night uh, about, you know, waiting until he's got a full side back. But, there's, you know, there's only a couple to come back, Billy. There's only there's only really Nick Pope and, and Anderson. And, you know, that's it. Wilson. So there's... Well, Wilson's not going to be fit for three, four months, Billy. Neither is Joe Linton. So they're, they're ruled yeah. out. They're they're all out for the season. So he's going to have his full available squad, hopefully coming up in 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 this week. So that's a massive worry for me, Billy. That that, that really, when I look at that, and I think, hang on a minute, was I right saying that? Because he's, he's the football is awful. I don't know what the game plan was yesterday. You know, Eddie came out in his press conference on Friday and said, right, we, we've, it's great that we've got a week to prepare now. You know, we're not playing two games a week. Uh, you know, we're, we're working hard in the training field. And then he made that ridiculous comment saying, we've seen the improvements. Now, I was baffled by that. And I said during the live show on the press conference reaction that I couldn't believe he said that. And then you look at last night, Billy, and we do in the commentary, and with 10 minutes in, we're thinking, what the hell have they been working on for the last week? Because what we're not seeing is any sort of game plan here. We're seeing the ball given away. We're seeing them run around like headless chickens. We're not seeing any physicality. I mean, what on earth were they preparing for? Well, if that's an improvement, Lord knows what you know the opposite would be because what I saw yesterday was no, no style, no system, no anything. No attitude, no decent attitude, no enthusiasm, no energy. There was nothing, mm. literally nothing. There were shells on the pitch. And if Eddie Howe said they've been, it's improving training, well, 
Maybe he needs to straight train them less and get it on the pitch. Yes, that, that was ridiculous yesterday. It really was. I mean, I was really surprised at the lack of physicality because we know Billy that Arsenal don't like they don't like the physical side of the game when it's against them. They can put the foot in and they can try and boss. Uh, players around, but when it happens to them, it knocks them off the game, and it's mm. they're renowned for that over the years yeah. that they don't like the, any physicality towards them. And you know, I remember a couple of a couple of seasons ago, last game of the season when we beat them at St James's Park yeah. uh, in the takeover season, we bossed them. Callum Wilson bossed the front. The, 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 he, Gabriel just he was he was knocked all over the place, but we bossed them in that game, and unfortunately. We're not seeing that. It was a powder puff performance yesterday. There was no, there was nothing that told you that Newcastle United were going to fight for that result yesterday. And we said before the start that even if we lost the game, it's how you go down. And we just did not go down fighting yesterday. We went down like a bunch of sissies. Yeah, it's not the first time it's happened either, has it? Let's be honest. Let's let, let's go back to the Brighton away game. Exactly the yep. same. Yeah. Let's go back to the Bournemouth away game. Exactly the same. Yesterday, they knew that Arsenal would be up for it because of what happened to St. James' Park. They felt that they were harshly dealt with. They weren't, mm. but they felt they were and that they knew that revenge would be on their mind. Yeah. And what we did, instead of fighting fire with fire, we just lay, lay on the floor and let them do whatever they wanted to us. Yeah. It was disgraceful. Yeah. It was disgusting. It was something you don't want to see in it as, a, as a Newcastle United fan in your team. And it's something we've seen more than once this season. It's not a one-off. Yeah, Let's not forget that. But it's something we used to see an awful lot with previous managers. Mm. You know, and if, if Steve Bruce had put that side out yesterday and that performance would have happened, of course he'd have been hung from the, from the rafters. And rightly yeah. so. And I think Eddie Howe deserves the same kind of treatment. I really do. Uh, now, of course, uh, the Dan Byrne fan club came out uh, uh, again last night and said, oh, you know, if, if, if Dan Byrne had been twisted around like, with, with Saka like that, um, you know, the bottom line is Dan Byrne was dropped because he's been playing poorly, Right. And he should have been dropped way before now. Now, just because Saka scores a goal against Tino Livermento, that does not mean that Dan Burns should have started the game. He has been dropped because he hasn't been playing very well. And don't get me started on Almiron. Having said that, he was one of the brightest players in the first half last night. However, um, Dan Burn was dropped for a reason. Now, he did very well when he came on. He did very well. He set up the goal. Did, did okay. But he also made a big Dan Burn blunder on the far side, which let Arsenal break away and he couldn't catch up. So the, the, the normal Dan Burn was there as well. But people have blinkers on again, thinking that he, you know, oh, you know, he's, he's from Blythe. He can't do anything wrong. He was dropped for a reason. Now, Tino Livermento came in yesterday and I thought played very well. And, you know, Saka is a very, very, very good player and scored that goal. It was a, a very good finish. That's what Saka does. And he's done it time after time after time to many a better player than Tino Livermento. So I'm not having anybody saying that oh, Dan Burns should be, you know, fair enough, coming on as a substitute. That's that's okay. Don't mind that at all. You know, but I was I was puzzled at the substitutions yesterday, Billy, because one player who should not have stayed on that pitch for 90 minutes was Sean Longstaff. Whether, whether we have any midfielders, I'd have put anybody there yesterday. Mm. Because... I don't know what's happening to Sean Longstaff. He's, he's been given a big opportunity with these injury problems, Billy, and he's not taking it. He had a terrible start to the season, improved, and now he's... I, I don't know what to say because he just does not give us anything right now. He was one of two or three players yesterday that 
actually gave a coward's performance. He didn't want the ball. He hid from the ball. He hid from any physical kind of contact with the Arsenal players. Just went missing totally. Mm. Um, appalling dis- display. And I've stuck up for Sean Longstaff through thick and thin. For you him. have, you have, yeah. But yesterday, God, it was one of the worst performances I think I've seen from anyone in a Newcastle shirt. And I go, and I go back fifty odd years. You know, it was it was just shockingly cowardly. Nothing about it whatsoever, but hiding from the ball, hiding, getting out of the way of players. You know, not scared to kick the ball even in, in the pen- his own penalty box. He, he he hesitated and allowed someone to have a shot. When all yeah. I had to do was kick it away. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a shocking performance. It really was. Yeah. Um, now look. There is going to be, and I think, you know, certain Newcastle fans have to understand this, right? There is going to be people who now don't think Eddie Howe can take us any further or isn't good enough. And for me, that is fine. That is their opinion. And I can understand why they are thinking like that at the minute. So don't, in the chat, have a go at anybody who has that opinion. Because a lot of fans now have that opinion because Eddie simply hasn't learned from mistakes that he made earlier in the season and I'm not I'm not promoting all this or he's learning bollocks right Eddie Howe has been a manager for a long time a very long time and I I, I think oh he, he needs to learn I think that's out the window now I really do because he's had an opportunity to learn and hasn't picked up on these mistakes that he keeps making and that for me is a very big concern a huge concern mm. um, now I, on the flip side of that though Billy it's it it's very hard for Eddie at this time because he's he's seeing these players in training and then he's putting a team out and some of these some of these players just are not doing it on the pitch. I have no idea what's happened to Sven Botman. Uh, he just looks devoid of any confidence right now. The ball is like a hot potato when he's got it. His positional players all over the place. Um, Sean Longstaff, you know, Bruno was terrible in the first half yesterday. That's the worst I've seen from Bruno. But is that yellow card hanging over him? Which it shouldn't. It's a two-game suspension. We deal with it. But, you know, Carrius was a big, big plus point for me yesterday, Billy. But when Eddie Howe puts that team out, he expects... I mean, he wouldn't have told them to stand off them and not put a tackle in. Surely to God. No. No, obviously not. Fabian Shea was another one you could put in the same belt as as Longstaff. Another one that totally, totally wasn't committed to the cause. Just like he wasn't at Brighton. Just like he wasn't at Bournemouth. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it, this isn't, they aren't one-offs. They've happened before. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's no rhyme or reason for what happened. <laughs> the players you've got, obviously the first in the, in the final line, but the book stops with the manager. Yeah. You know, the, the, the team shouldn't be going out on the pits like timid little kids. They shouldn't be. They should have motivational speeches before. They shouldn't need motivated to play for Newcastle United in the first place. But in a hostile atmosphere where you know you're going to get attacked with physical stuff, with attack after attack after attack, you've got to stand up and be counted. And not one of them did yesterday, aside from the goalkeeper, who was hung out to joy, actually. I thought he had a very good game. A very oh, good game. I mean, I, I, I saw a comment from, uh, from I think it was um, Lee from uh, Newcastle Fans TV, and he kind of made a comment about uh, Carrius. And I, and I had to reply to it saying, well, I don't think Carrius was to blame for anything. I thought he was really good. Um, it's it's really interesting to see how some people view performances, but he had no chance with the goals, absolutely none. Um, and, and you know, the first goal Arsenal scored was just a shit show from our defenders. I mean, you know, uh, Livermento and uh, Botman on the line. I, I just, you know, <laughs> one of them just put your foot through it and get rid of it. You know, it was just absolute shambolic. The panic stations that we had. Um, 
and you know the second goal i mean you know it is what it is and and then they go on and win the game comfortably in the second half but um james says uh, have we seen mintes two goals for Feyenoord? yeah uh, for sorry uh not, is it Feyenoord? no P- who was he at psv is it I don't know. I Where's Mint there? Fine. I think it's Feyenoord, yeah. Uh, yes, I did see them. Uh, the, the, that curler into the far corner was incredible. Uh, but the fact is, if he was here, he wouldn't be in the starting lineup. No, Let's be honest. Of course uh, he, he wouldn't. So, um, Eddie is an elite manager. Isn't an elite manager for it. This is what he went on to say. Love him and always will. He's been fabulous here. But let's be honest, he's not elite. Um, he has to be ruthless, Billy. And I think that's what makes an elite manager. You know at halftime yesterday, we were sure that he would make a change because it was it was just not right. Um, we we have availability on the bench yesterday, some good players who can come on, but he didn't. He waited again until what was 65th minute or something before he changed it as per. Now, if you're a ruthless manager, you think, you know, the likes of Klopp or Pep or even Fergie and Wenger back in the day, if they saw a performance like that from their team, you can guarantee that there'd have been one or two changes at half time. They would not have put up with that nonsense. Absolutely not. And first and foremost, you wouldn't see a performance from those managers' teams to the degree of what was cowardice yesterday. You wouldn't have yeah. seen it. You know, the man- them, man- them managers would not have their team craking in the boots when they went on the pitch. Would never happen. But if it did happen, there'd be changes made even before the half time whistle. You know, we've, we've, we've seen it before. We've seen yeah. these managers, we've seen Guardiola make changes. In the first half of games, because players weren't doing it. Yeah. So yeah, th- th- that's the difference between an elite manager and an average mid- middle of the table who had a good year last year, Premier League manager. Yeah. Um, Derek says they shouldn't be going with it out playing four three three with the available midfield end off. Uh, Carrius made four box standard saves, but was hung out to dry like Dubs has been in recent weeks. Derek, come on! I know. <laughs> Listen, Dubravka does not play the same way as. Carius, Carius came out last night. Uh, those balls over the top that Dubravka simply refuses to come for. Three or four times yesterday, Carius came and swept up and covered, and that's what we don't get with Dubravka. And I think saying four bog standard saves is very harsh considering the amount of games that Carius has played. I think he did brilliantly yesterday, and I think you're doing him a disservice by saying that. But 100%. you know, the, the goalkeeper was hung out to dry as per usual. But Dubravka has Dubravka's made some terrible decisions since he's been in. You can see that with the goals we've conceded. I mean, strangely but, enough, Derek's big biggest fan club is, is the Dan Burn one, and Dan Burn will probably benefit from having carries behind him. Absolutely, we're coming out, yeah. covering that ball over the top. Yeah, every ball that Arsenal tried yesterday over the top, Carrius was there, and that is what we need from a goalkeeper. Um, uh, seeing that one, got a super chat coming from Toon Gamer. Thank you very much. Jorginho ran the show and Eddie didn't do nothing about it. Could have put Isaac on him when defending. Well, this is the thing. And this is what you've got to look at as, as, as when you... We as fans can see it. I mean, we saw that in the first 20 minutes. Jorginho was dictating the game. Hmm. And listen, Jorginho's had his massive critics at Arsenal and they were kicking off about the team before the game. Let's remember that, right? And Jorginho puts in a, a, a quality performance like that last night and was better than Declan Rice. And we've been singing Declan Rice's praises all season, but Jorginho, but you're right. Where was any where was the decision to try and do something about it? He was finding space all over the pitch and dictating the play. But nothing was changed, Billy. 
Well, I think if, if someone would have gone on to Jorginho, then Declan Rodgers would have just took the mantle up and done it himself. Because, I mean, Declan Rodgers has got those same qualities. So, you needed two players on those two, really. No one, no one watched it. No one saw it. No one saw it from the sidelines. You know, it was blatantly obvious to see from this from us watching on TV where the problems was coming from. Nothing was done about it. We just let them, as I say, we just rolled over and let them do whatever they wanted to us. Uh, Andy says pointing fingers that Eddie isn't going to help. Uh, ultimately, we're starting Longstaff and Miley in midfield because that's what we have. Almiron and Murphy the same. Average players equals average results. Well. You know, to a point, I agree with you, Andy. Um, but I think you do have to look at the manager as well. This is a results-driven business, and we're all very aware of football being a results-driven business. There is no doubt about that. And you know, in people don't look back and say, "Oh, a manager was fired because he had injury problems." It will be because a manager has been fired because the results were terrible. Nobody will look at what the injury crisis was like. It's about results. And listen, when you've got owners like we have now who are winners in every aspect of business, they are not going to take this. This is, you know, th this is not where they wanted to be for progression. I know they said sort of a five-year plan, but after last season, we have failed to capitalise on last season. We, for whatever reason that is, yes, we've had a terrible injury run, but you can look at the way the injury run has been handled and certain players playing. Listen, left-back situation, that has not been affected by injuries, okay? The right wing, to a certain degree, has with, obviously, Murphy getting a shoulder injury. But I'd rather... The, the way Miggy plays at times, I would have rather seen Tino play in front of Kieran Trippier and Lewis Hall at left-back. So there has been a few options. But he, he for some reason, Billy, he doesn't, he doesn't want to try anything. That's, that's what we want to see, the trying. He did something at Nottingham Forest, and that, and that worked to a degree, but we still weren't great. But whatever they're working on in the in in the training ground just isn't working. Well, it seems to me he's got a team sheet written down already for for, for the next game, and irrespective of what happened in the last game, unless it's an injury, then someone comes in. You see, it seems hard to get yourself out of that team through bad form to me. Mm. And when Longstaff's been out of form for three or four weeks, then you bring one of the kids in. It doesn't matter if they, if they don't perform. So that, you know, it's it's going to do them good in the long run. It really is. You know, give, give them half an hour here, half an hour there. There's no, there's no forward planning for me. There really isn't. Yeah. These injuries yeah. that have happened could have been a, a good thing for us. We could have made the best out of it. We haven't. What we've done is we've shrank and we've, we've, we've let let things happen to us and not really stood up and be counted for it. I've got to be honest. One or two of them have. Lewis Morley clearly has. Um, but no, the rest of them. And the, the manager. Is, this is my point, Billy. You look at Lewis Miley and you think, right, nobody expected Lewis Miley to come into the fold and play like he has. You know, nobody was saying in the summer, oh, Lewis Miley, you need to keep an eye on him, you know, before he came into the squad. So there will be other players like that. We've got some, you know, I'm not saying all the academy players have, uh, are up to the standard because they're not. Let's be honest. We, we, we've Some of them struggle. But there is players in that academy who do have a future. But aren't Alex Murphy. Not seen him yeah. season. He Fantastic was absolutely brilliant. He was, yes. Absolutely, Billy. 100%. You know, so and then he's been on the bench a few times, but no, no first team action. And you, you, you know, ask yourself why? Because for me, I mean, who did he play against, Billy? In 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 preseason, he obviously played at Chelsea, Rangers, didn't he? Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. And he he was one of the standout players. Hmm. Now, yes, it's preseason and yes, it's friendlies, but still, come on. Well, the next step up is is, is playing in the first team, isn't it? Give give him half an hour. And, not he's not even got a sniff. Yeah, you know. Um, now. 
I don't know, Brian, is the answer to that. Um, <laughs> maybe we were dominant for the last five minutes. Maybe. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, look, the plus point of yeah, last night for me, Billy, was seeing Joe Willock back and, and what a difference he makes because it was so nice to see him get the ball, turn and run. You know, that that is his game. He creates so much. And, of course, the goal was just a typical Joe Willett goal. It was a lovely move. Harvey Barnes bursting through the middle of the field, cutting across, showing a good bit of pace, actually. Mm. Um, you know, and then laying it off to Gordon. Gordon plays it to Byrne. Byrne floats the ball across. That is a typical Joe Willett goal. Yeah. Getting into the box, last minute, and converting. And, boy, have we missed that. Well, within 10 seconds of being on the pitch, he got the ball, turned around, and ran at the Arsenal defence, which is something we hadn't seen with the previous... However long it was, 70 minutes. He was outstanding. He 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 he, he played the game how we should have played it from the start. Mm-hmm. Not he wasn't scared of anything. He wanted to get the ball and make his way towards the goal. Yeah. Pace, aggression. None of that was in, in, in any any evidence before that. As soon as he came at 10 seconds it took him. And after that, he was really good, really bright, and got his goal. He deserved it. Yeah. Uh, now, this is, uh, I get Jake's point here because we mentioned this before. The fans clapping and dancing at the end of the game when we've lost 4-1. Now, listen, I don't, uh, you know, the, the fans that go away are wonderful fans. They, you know, they, they'll cheer the lads on as much as they can. But when you've been stuffed 4-1 and you've put in such a piss-poor, lacklustre, fairy performance, for me, the players go over, they clap the fans, get off the pitch, fans go home. Because, uh, you know, yes, we know we love Newcastle, but at the same time, you know, watching that performance... Those players did not deserve that kind of ovation last night. They just simply didn't. And for me, it's sending the wrong message. But look, I'm old school, I guess. Um, And, you know, I just don't see the point of it. They didn't deserve that. Um, Now, Arsenal fans have come at me today complaining of, you know, my comments about uh, Kai Havertz. Um, I don't think he's a very good footballer. Now, suddenly, because he scored a goal, Arsenal fans now think he's, the, he's some sort of messiah from the comments that were putting in on my reaction video. You know, they say, I don't know who Arsenal fans are anymore. I really don't, because they were giving it in big style earlier in the season, saying, what a waste of money. And I still don't think Kai Havertz was outstanding last night by any stretch, because I think if Arsenal had Enketia or Jesus on the pitch, it could have been six or seven, Billy. Yeah, with the chance forward on the pitch, they would have scored more goals, no doubt about it. Because our centre halves were nowhere. Um, Havertz to me doesn't suit Arsenal. He's not an Arsenal type player. They didn't even need to sign him, in my opinion. He's not a centre forward. Never will be. What he is is a number ten. Um, and Arsenal they've already got Odegaard. They've already got players that play in that position. Didn't need him. Absolutely didn't need him. Absolutely not. Yeah. And yet they spent a lot of money on him. And as he as he, as he pulled twenty three, so not really. He's had a little bit of purple patch in him before Christmas. Mm. He's not. He's not an Arsenal player for me. It was a tap-in he scored last night. He couldn't have missed that. Look what happened when he did get through. Completely missed the target. They could have put Arsenal 3-0 up within two minutes of the second half starting. Mm. Um, and he, he fluffed it. Um, Longstaff, Miley and Bird, they adore the club they represent and give 100%, but they are squad players at most. Uh, Longstaff and Miley didn't belong on the pitch last night. Miley is still learning, though. Um Yeah, look, Miley, I felt a bit sorry for Lewis Miley last night because you expect the senior players... Uh, to, to to actually put an arm around him and say, you know, he made a couple of clearances last night, Billy, that, you know, we, we highlighted during commentary that, <coughs> you know, he was, he was just panicky and he kicked the ball anywhere. Um, yeah. 
but you you didn't really see anybody go over to him and, and have that word with him, which you know may <coughs> excuse me may well have been done in the dressing room. I'm not saying it wasn't, but on the pitch maybe just go over and say look just calm down a little bit, you know just get your foot on the ball. Because but then again Miley was seeing the senior players do exactly the same sudden thing. So um, yeah. Um, well, it is clear it's the second goal. The, the, the second goal with yeah. that, Lewis Moddy's aim is clear. Yeah. really. They picked up Walkfield's looking all through, but uh, okay, mm -hmm. lots of things happened in between then. But I thought Moly actually out of the midfield was probably the best of the three of them. I mean, he, he, yeah. he played a few good passes. He, 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 was, he, he didn't shoot side from the ball. He always wanted mm -hmm. the ball. He hasn't yeah. got the physicality to, to do the physical stuff, but he tried. He couldn't fault him for effort. Yeah. Uh, Nathan says, uh, if we get done off Blackburn, is how hanging by a thread? Yes. Well, in my opinion, he is, yes. Because uh, where is our season going? We have a massive opportunity to do well in the FA Cup this season and, and progress. You know, we, we as fans are hungry for another cup final after what we, we had, you know, this time last year. Although, the, you know, the final didn't go our way. The, the, the Wembley experience in the whole weekend was un unbelievable. And that's what we want again. And, you know, we as fans are not going to lie about that. We want that. And, and we, have an, we have an opportunity this season to get back to Wembley because is is this the is this the fifth round? Yes, fifth round, and then you've got the the quarterfinals, and then you're at Wembley in the semi-finals. So we're literally two games away for another Wembley day out. You know, whether, uh, and whether you agree with the semi-finals being at Wembley, which I don't, by the way, but you know that's the way it is. So for me, if he goes out there with a with and puts a a really weakened team out because he thinks that some people need a rest, and then we end up losing the game. I think he's got problems. But then again, if he puts a strong team out and loses the game, we've got problems. Uh, Toon Gamer, thank you for another super chat. Where is Tripp's leadership on the pitch? Well, he was quiet last night, Tripp, here, I have to say. Um, he, he made a couple of um, errors as well, but he certainly wasn't the worst. Uh, but it was just all-round shite. It was all-round shite. Um, but, you know... Um, let's get a few more comments in. Uh, CJ says, uh, how put how out... Uh, we need an elite manager to progress. Uh, FFP has hindered us, and the only way to move forward is to get an elite coach. No style or no plan B from how. Uh, well, it, it's it's the plan Bs that that, that just. I mean, Ben's saying there about Lewis Hall starting to, uh, on Tuesday night. Look, he didn't get on again yesterday, and <laughs> I have I have no idea, absolutely no idea what is going on with Lewis Hall. I I, I mean, I'd love. Somebody at the football club, just to be honest with us and say what the hell is going on with Lewis Hall, because uh, there was a good comment came in last night, actually, Billy, if you can remember on the Match Day Live show, saying that, that you know, we've took a perspective, uh, New England left back and made him into a, a, an academy player. Yeah, and it's, it's quite right. I mean, we all saw him last year for Chelsea and Chelsea didn't just put him in, in meaningless games. They, they played him at Old Trafford, they played him at the Etihad, they played him at Anfield. And each time he, he stood up and was counted and played really well. He played well against us at St James's. He played well against us down at Stamford Bridge. You know, the, the lad had, has got real potential. Unfortunately, our manager doesn't see it. Or if he does see it, he doesn't want to show it. Um, he should have played. We saw we saw him play against Dortmund. Okay, he made one mistake in the first half. He got booked, which he shouldn't have done. It wasn't a yellow card, in my opinion. It really wasn't a yellow card after what had gone on before that. And at halftime, he whipped him off. Now, how many times have we seen Dan Burns skin four or five times in the first half? I think half? he's done it twice, hasn't he? He's brought him off at half-time twice. Yeah, I'm never, sure never he did it at Old Trafford never, after never, he scored. 
Yeah, never looked like he'd been taking him off. Oh, he did it in the he did it in the uh, Carabao Cup game against Man City at home as well. Yeah, didn't he? sorry, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, it just smells like Eddie Howe doesn't like him, and it's it, it always seemed to me like he was Dan Ashford's owning. Yeah. Uh, now he here we go, here we go, right? Abs. So you two are both elite managers, are you? Given you seem to know exactly what the issues are, Eddie is elite and has been brilliant with what he has had at his disposal. Abs. That's your opinion, but I'm sorry, bollocks, right? I don't, you, I don't think you watch the games, Abs, I really don't. No, I, I don't think you do either. And if so, you watch the games with just lovely rosebuds in your hair and all that and, and, and smelling crazy salts and blinkers and stuff like that. You cannot possibly say Eddie is an elite manager because he hasn't done anything to prove that he is an elite manager yet. He hasn't won anything to be elite. And he's also made loads of mistakes and I'll also reiterate that I said earlier on in the show, I am not Eddie Howe out. But he's he's pushing people that way now because of fatal mistakes he's making week after week. Now, you, you, he's been brilliant with what he's had his, at his disposal. I'm sorry, but at his disposal was a starting 11 last week against Bournemouth, which should have been good enough to win. We played terrible. Luton Town, we put a team out that should have won that game. We didn't. Now, come on. Honestly, it's like you're not allowed to criticise anymore. What, is that, what the hell has happened to football fans in this country? Where if you criticise your manager or you criticise a player, suddenly you, you, you're talking nonsense. If you were a proper fan, Abs, you would be as concerned as what we are. And we've been fans probably a lot longer than you have and seen a lot more go on at the football club than you have. So don't come and try and be clever with me and Billy saying that we're elite managers. No, we're not, because if we were, we would be at a football club. But what we are is passionate fans of Newcastle United who can see game in, game out, who's not performing and the manager not doing anything about it. I can only suggest, Abs, that maybe you just go to the games just to have a good sing. And if you do that, then you'll have a good time. But watching actual football, horrific. An elite manager who's won nothing. Give over, Abs, will you? Seriously. Uh, Tony, good evening to you, mate. Hope you're well. Thank you for your super chat, buddy. Uh, hi, Paul and Billy. I thought Carrier's played well and has to keep his place ahead of Dubravka. Botman had a stinker. Um, well, I'd, I'll be furious if he drops Carrier, so I, re- I really will. Because, you know, whenever a goalkeeper comes in, you say to that goalkeeper, go and prove that you should be number one. And Carrier's did that last night. I know he let four goals in, but none of them were his fault. So, you know... He doesn't deserve to be dropped, Billy, does he? Absolutely not. Carriers has to start the next game. And if he doesn't, again, questions about what he has to the manager. <laughs> it's as simple as that. But, yeah. I, I, I mean, you have to be a madman to drop Carriers after that performance, surely. Well, yeah, yeah, we can say that. Uh, Derek says, changes should have been made after the first goal and certainly after the second, worrying times. Uh, I agree, Derek, 100%. Uh, PL Rich says, if you look at both sides on Saturday, the gulf in talent was evident. Arsenal have better players, end of. They did. Agreed. We didn't compete, we didn't compete at all, though, did we? Absolutely, yeah. So there, there's the problem. Try That's the problem for me. Hmm. You know, it's all right saying that they've got better players, but, you know, we beat them at St. James's Park earlier in the season. Now, did Arsenal probably still have better players than us? You, you know, the league position would dictate that, Yes. But it's the way we lost the game that I think a lot of fans are very, very upset about. Uh, you know, it, it's just unbelievable. 
Uh, Matthew says, I'm glad the owners aren't as impatient as some fans. Uh, well, we don't know what's going on with the owners uh, or what's been said, but I can guarantee you now that they'll look at that result. They will look at the way we've played recently. They will look at the league table. I think we're ninth now, Billy. Yeah, I think we're ninth. Won, didn't they? Yeah. And we've got Wolves next won. Saturday. We've got Wolves next Saturday. Massive game. Huge game. And, uh, you know, it's. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, the game uh, against Blackburn is on TV. It's on BBC and it kicks off at uh, quarter to eight. Um, but uh, what I always say is when you can watch the game on TV, knock the commentary off, listen to me and Billy, and uh, we will be commentating on the game as well. So you can watch it and listen to the tune review as well. Um, and that's the best way to do it. Uh, kick off is quarter to eight. Me and Billy go live for Match Day Live on Tuesday night at 7.15. Um Chipper says, uh, question is, who had a game 72 hours before this and who had the week off? Exactly. Can't well, our week off had never ended, did it? Let's be honest. It, <laughs> we didn't certainly do anything yesterday to make we look like we were working. Yeah, we were. We were. Uh, yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, we complained about that when we were in the Champions League. Oh, it's too many games. But look at the... Uh, it just annoys the piss out of me, man. It really does. Uh, ben says, I feel bad for Carrius going from a concussion bottling... Um, a final, uh, well, I don't think he bottled it. Okay, okay, maybe he's just okay. a concussion battling. Yeah, yeah, concussion battling in a final to concede four against Arsenal. It could have been worse. I mean, Carrius is, you know, he's, he's stepped in and he's stepped in and, and been very brave, if you ask me. Um, you know, he, he could have left Newcastle, gone and played football somewhere else. He, stick, he stuck around, signed a new deal and, you know, Hopefully, he gets a, a little run in the side now until Nick Pope's fit again. He's a better all round goalkeeper than Dubrovka, as simple as that for me. Yeah, I think he's he's, he's definitely more... Um, he commands his box better than Dubrovka. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about that. Um, I can't wait till the day, Sean and Miggy get nowhere near this first team. Both effing shite. Um, Daniel said he had Murphy available, so would have started him over Almiron or even Gordon on the left and Barnes on the left. Simple. It's down to the manager. Yeah, it was the manager's decision to play Miggy again. And Miggy, uh, you know, all right, he did okay first half, but he didn't mm. pull up any trees. However, he shouldn't have been playing. He shouldn't have started that game because he's been bang average. He's been bang out of form. So make the change. You had players on that bench you could have played yesterday. Move Gordon to the right, put Barnes left. There was no need to start Miggy yesterday. And Miggy will just keep thinking to himself, oh, you know, uh, uh, there's no pressure on me because he picks us every week. That's the problem we have. Uh, Liverpool have 10 injured players and won the Carabao Cup with their third team. People should stop making excuses for Eddie Howe. Yep. It's, it's fact as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Mike says, yes, it's a results game uh, football. If you don't get the results, you will lose your job, unfortunately. I mean, you can't argue with that. No, because people, not. people don't look at the history books, Billy, and go, uh, you know, uh, yeah, but he had terrible injuries, didn't he? They look at the results. Last season's a millstone around his neck. I mean, the, the fourth place finish wasn't expected. Had he finished this kind of eighth or sixth last year, there'd be less pressure on him this year. But unfortunately, he did finish fourth last year. Um, and for, for him now, I should say, it was not unfortunate for us. But we, we loved it. And obviously, we had the Champions League to, to, to prove that. But this season, he's not been half the manager he was last season. And I know he's had injuries, but he's not dealt with them at all well to me. Yeah. Um, the players must be thinking, uh, don't matter if I have a shit game, why he will still play me. It sends the wrong message, says Pedro. 
Uh, Jack says, I'm fully behind Eddie, but if we lose on Tuesday, then at home to Wolves on Saturday, it pains me to think Piff will sack him. Um, well, if we lose the next two games, I think he's in deep, deep, deep doo-doo, uh, quite honestly. Um, no doubt about that. Uh, Abs is back. Uh, this way to doom and gloom, we are in a much better place than you portray. Our goal difference is good and we can still get Europe and next season should be even better. I mean, it... <laughs> as long as we're in the goal difference title, then we'll be all right, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We've got, we've got, what was it now? We're plus nine now, aren't we? Man United are above us, four or five points above us with a plus one or whatever it is they've got. Yeah. Minus. It's all right having a good goal difference, Abs, but the, 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 the problem we've got is the teams above us are pulling away and we're not in good enough form to catch them. Take the Sheffield United game out, take the Villa game out, then we, we haven't got a good goal difference, have we? Well, yeah. Um, right, I'm, I'm going to put a quick poll up, Billy. Um, and I'm not going to put man of the match. It was the least bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... Right. I'm putting a simple poll up, okay? Just saying, if we lose to Blackburn, do you want Eddie Howe out? Now, be honest. It's up there now. Uh, so start voting. Uh, do you want Eddie Howe out if we lose to Blackburn? Uh, I'm interested to know how many people are on that fence at the, at the minute thinking if we lose to Blackburn and go out of the FA Cup, are you going to swear to probably the manager isn't good enough anymore? Uh, it doesn't matter what he's done in the past. We're in the present now. You know, we can all say that certain managers did brilliantly in the past, but it's always what is happening at the present time that managers are judged on. Uh, it's it's as simple as that. Football's always been like that, Billy. Of course it has. Yeah, it's a results-driven results business, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and if the results aren't good, okay, people say you blame the players, but who picks the players? Who signs the players? Who sends the players out with with the instructions to play and what to do. So the, the book stops with the manager, unfortunately. That's how it is in football. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Derek says, uh, be, how be careful what you wish for, and that includes me now. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tristan says, uh, question, Paul, even if we go through when we get knocked out by City or Man United, do we say, oh, that's okay, keep your job? Uh, it point. depends performance-wise. You know, if, if, if we go into the Man United, if we take on... Uh, you know, somebody of that ilk in the next round. But we go out fighting. It's all about the performance, Tristan. That was what wasn't there last night. There was no performance. You know, we went, we went, we just went down. We bent over and said, there you go. Uh, Connor, thanks for your super chat. Uh, best channel for analysis, better than talk sport. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it, Billy? It's, it's all about how we go down. You know, if well, we're it, not good enough to win the game, fair enough. But it, it, you know, at least put up a fight. He he did put us out in a four-five-one yesterday, but to have five in the midfield, none of them doing anything, kind of defeats the object. So in the five, the, the five in the middle of the park to negate their four, you know, the two behind and, and the three, well, five and three in front, and yet they didn't. They didn't compete at all, which kind of made the five, uh, the five we had in the middle of there just redundant. Really, hmm. not one of them put a tackle in in the, in the first half. Not one of them. Yeah. Uh, well, Ab says, uh, unlike you, I go to the games, and like heck, you are not Eddie out. Well, Abs, I do go to the games, I'm a season ticket holder, you know that, so stop putting in personal little digs. And I haven't been to the games recently for illness and 
my daughter being poorly. So I think you need to take that comment back because that's a little bit of a, a snipe. Um, so you know fine well I've been a season ticket holder for many, many years. So don't come with that bullshit, Abs. Jesus Christ. Honestly. Uh, Rich, good evening to you from uh, the over and over again Arsenal podcast. Please for Willock yesterday, but Christ, how poor were you lot? There you uh, go, Abs. That's an opponent watching us yesterday. That's how he sees yeah. us. Yeah. Not just us. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Slothy says, only tune channel on YouTube I follow because you don't talk shit. Straight talking on this channel. Love it. Thank you very much, Slothy. We always will be. Um, Ryan says to Abs, uh, you have zero standards and no accountability. Well said. Well said. Um, we've got a super chat coming from Steve Elliott. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Tuckle available end of this season. Two Champions League finals with different teams. Uh, I followed him since PSG sacking. Still young and perfect for us. Let's get him soon if how does have to go. Um, he's died off a little bit, Tuckle. His, his reputation's took a little bit of a hit recently, Billy. I think it's a perfect job for him. I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a project. Yeah. By, by Munich, anyone can go manage there. And if you, if you slightly kind of, slightly miss, miss kind of, um, what's the word for it? Miss, not perform, then you, it's obvious. It's, you know, if, if you don't win the league there, you're out. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's not the kind of job he needs. He can build us into that kind of team there. I think that would be perfect for him. I'd love to see Tuchel. Don't like his style very much, but I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Pedro says, uh, true, Jordy's just put out exactly what needs saying. All those mouth-breathing morons defending these so-called professional footballers. Yep, absolutely. Um, Davey says, Abzi doesn't have to go to the games. They're not through his choice. Have a day off and go watch something else. <laughs> Uh, NUFC Ollie says Paul and Billy are elite pundits. Thank you, Ollie. Thanks, Ollie. Uh, really pleased. Uh, Jordy says uh, to Abs, if you think that is how that is that good, why, uh, why what he's hang on, I'll start that again. If you think how is that good, uh, why what he is showing this season, elite managers do it every season. Um, he's not, you can't put him in the league bracket because he's won nothing. Um, he just hasn't won anything to be elite. That, that that's that's what we're saying here, um, but you know, again, people have blinkers on, and, and and that's the thing that really people have to try and get over. Uh, Spike says, just because you play well, how does not see that as a good thing? Uh, Andy K, thank you for your super chat. There's no comment there, but thank you very much. That's your first one on a uh, on the tune review. Thank you very much, Mary. Um, uh, Dylan is uh, calling Abs a fake fan. How can you be positive? I mean, look, there is, there's nothing wrong with being positive, right? I, I need to stress that. There is nothing wrong with being positive. But you have to be positive in a, in a constructive way. And just saying that Eddie's an elite manager, I mean, Jesus Christ, that is not, that is not constructive. It's just bollocks. Um, it's not your manager either. He's been doing it 15 years, you know? It's just not a case of him just doing it the last three or four years. <laughs> And he well, had faults at Bournemouth, which Bournemouth fans tell us about. And he's, we're now yeah. seeing exactly the same things he was doing at Bournemouth with us. Yeah. Uh, Abs has decided to call everybody in the chat numpties. That's very kind of you. Abs, I think you're having a very funny day. Uh, this, I mean, the, if you think how should be sacked, stop saying elite manager and name names. You're the one saying elite manager, not us, you plum. You've just said he's an elite manager. Name names. Thomas Tuchel, there you go. Better manager than Eddie Howe, straight off the bat. Jose Mourinho, better manager than Eddie Howe. Whether you like him or not, he is better. 
Loads so there's two straight off the bat. Guardiola, Klopp, Nagelsmann, um, yeah. Ancelotti. Loads of them. Yeah. Uh, Paul Mann, thank you for being a member for... Uh, you celebrate your first month as a member. Uh, chaps, I think Eddie is living on borrowed time. Oh, don't let Abs hear that. Christ almighty. <laughs> She'll have you. <laughs> hmm. Right, let's move on to the player ratings, Billy, because we need to get this out the way. Um, guys, put yours uh, in the chat as well as we go through each individual player. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, we'll start off. With, well, we'll start off with a super chat from Mary. Thank you very much, Mary. Uh, no need to explain yourself, Paul. I take your opinions and views over rose-coloured tints. Yesterday was shocking, and I wear glasses. Thank you. Uh, Nigel's got a message for Abs. Uh, give your phone back. Uh, where's that gone? Uh, Abs, give your mummy her phone back at school tomorrow. Uh, Connor, thank you for another super chat. Abs, you couldn't lace Paul's boots or headset. I mean, fair, I mean, Abs got her own opinion, and fair play to for that. Yeah, it's just I don't agree with it. I think you can't look at everything through sunny skies and you know no yeah. clouds in it. There's Butterflies a, and meadows and there's a big cloud in our in our sky at the minute, and yeah. has been all season. And if you can't yeah. see it, then there's something wrong with your eyes. I've got to yeah. say. Yeah, you're allowed to criticise, but Jesus. Uh, uh, Mixes, uh, everyone who watches this podcast knows the problems uh, Paul has had in his life, so to call him out is a disgrace. Thank you. I really didn't take that comment very well from Abs, to be honest, because Abs has been a, uh, she knows damn well what I've been through and damn well what I'm going through. So to make a comment like that about going to games, I think is a, is a horrible thing to say. Uh, but, you know, fair enough. Uh, right, uh, we'll start off with Carrius, Billy. Well, he's let four in, but just like Dubravka the other week, mm. um, without him, it could have been six or seven. So I'm yeah, going to give him a yeah. seven out of ten. Yeah, I'm giving him a seven as well, Billy, because I think, you know, he came into that game and uh, look, it could have been, uh, I think that Arsenal had a striker on the pitch. It could have been like the Alamo in the first part of that game, Billy. Um, but I think he stood up well. He made some very good saves. I think Derek was a little harsh. Um, you know, very, very harsh to say that there were some of them were bog standard saves. He hasn't played for so long, which is why I think why it was an excellent performance uh, and uh, well, well done from a seven. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully he'll stay in goal. Um, uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Paul, you said I didn't go to the games. Abs, I said you might not go to the games. Fair enough if you go to the games, but to call me out when you know damn well what I've been through in the last few weeks and what I'm going through in my life is shit, to be honest. Uh, Keith, thank you very much for your super chat. Uh, was a time team's feared us. Now Blackburn probably think they can win this. Oh, Blackburn will be going into it. Like, <laughs> the confidence levels in the Blackburn dressing room will be huge. Um, but there you go. Uh, Mark Byers, good. Uh, well, I think it's still afternoon over there in the States. Uh, good lad is Mark. Uh, there should be more like you, Paul. Not afraid to speak your mind and have a different opinion to the arse-licking massives. Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, but right, uh, we'll move across to Kieran Trippier, Billy. This is an interesting one. We couldn't fault his effort, but defensively, mm. found wanted on two or three occasions, maybe more than that. Mm. Partly at fault for the second goal. I'll give him a five. Yeah, exactly what I've got here. Five for me. Um, I, I just... I didn't see that leadership from Kieran yesterday, Billy. When when things got a little bit, you know, we weren't doing very well in the first half. I didn't quite see that leadership from Trips. That that you know, we normally see him going around G and the lads up. We didn't see that. 
And that no, was a little no. bit concerning. Yeah. Um, right, we'll move to the left-hand side and uh, Livermento, Billy. Yeah, I thought he was adequate. I thought he, I don't think Saka did him for pace. He did him once and he scored from it. Um, partly at fault for the first as well. But aside from that, I thought he had a fair game. So I'll give him a six. Um, yeah, six for me. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, you know, what if Dan Byrne was there for, and he, he got turned like that? It wasn't the way he got turned. He didn't get outdone for pace. He got outdone for a little bit of skill, which is what Saka's all about. And he's done that to many better defenders, as I've said. So I'm not particularly worried about that. Uh, so a six for me. Um, uh, Nathan, I don't quite agree with eight out of ten. I don't think any player last night deserved anywhere near an eight. Uh, but there you go. Um, interesting opinions. Uh, right, we'll move into the centre-backs and we'll start off with Sven Botman. And I'm giving Sven a two. I thought he was dreadful yesterday. Um, his passing in the first half, how many times he gave the ball away. Not just that, Billy. But his hospital passes that he was given to, to Bruno and Longstaff coming back for the ball, uh, he, he saw the you know the players right on their shoulders and still gave them it. I thought he was dreadful yesterday. Normally give him a one. Well, that, his worst game of the first last week, and he's he's been five times as bad yesterday. Mm. Um, yeah, just absolutely dreadful. Didn't have a, didn't have a clue what he was. New Year, New York. Didn't know his ass was all about. Didn't know where he was. I'll give him a one. And I'm giving him one because he, he was disappointed. And you could see in his face, he was really, really disappointed with how he was playing and how the team was playing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, Fabian Scher, uh, Billy. I'm going to give him a one because I thought he was disgusting, his attitude on the pitch yesterday. Mm. No fights, cowardly, giving the ball away in silly areas. Uh, he did it once and he's out of own penalty. He literally passed it to Erdegaard. Um, there was no discipline amongst the two centre-halves. They swapped them, whether it was dad, the manager or not, we don't know. But they kept swapping from right to left, and I didn't, didn't understand any of it. They were hiding from the ball. Fab, Fabian Cher, much like it was at Brighton, yeah, attitude was, was was stinking, and I'll, I'll give him a one as well. Why do you think that is, Billy? Because he's, he's, you know, if, if things aren't going his way, he puts his head down like he's a sort of, like he's a he's he's a depressed dog. You know, yeah, when the dog goes and know. sits in the corner and puts its head down, he just couldn't be asked yesterday. I don't um, know. I really don't know. I mean, I've given him a two, but for very similar reasons why you've given him a one. I thought both of the centre-backs were, were god-awful shite yesterday. Um, right, let's move into midfield. Uh, Lewis Miley, Bill. Yeah, you, you couldn't fault him for cowardice. You, you know, you wouldn't accuse him of cowardice. He did show for the ball. He didn't hide from anything. Um, but in, in the end, he was out overrun by more physical, more technically better players than him. He's mm. 17 years of age. I'm not marking him on his age, but I'll give him a four. Uh, I've gone for a four as well. Again, just uh, I'd just have loved somebody to come and put a, an arm around him yesterday and just told him to calm down a little bit. You know that that's where the experienced players are needed. But on the flip side of that, the experienced players were all out of the shop yesterday. So if they'd gone and said that to Miley, Miley could have turned around and said, "Well, hang on a minute, you preach, <laughs> you know, do what you preach because you're telling me to do something that you've just been hopeless on." So uh, it, yeah, I'll out of the shop. Um, Sean Longstaff, um, I'm giving him a zero. I thought he was absolutely terrible yesterday. Didn't even deserve a point. I thought he's so slow. He couldn't see what the hell he was doing. I, I didn't see the point of Sean Longstaff being on the pitch last night. Um, and it's disappointing because I really like Sean and I know what potential's in there. But Jesus, it's just not been shown at the minute. Uh, so he doesn't score for me, Billy. Well, as I said, I've stuck up for him and I'm a fan of his. But yesterday, he went out with a white flag tied to his bloody shirt. It's surrendered for the game even started. The yeah. most cowardly performance that you'll ever see from a Newcastle United footballer. Hitting the ball, 
didn't put any hardly any tackles in in the whole game. Shocking performance and zero flatters him to be honest. Yep, absolutely. Uh, now Bruno Billy. In the first half, you'd have given him two or three, but second half, <laughs> maybe a six or seven. So I'm going between and give him a four. Uh, I've gone for a four as well. I thought some of the, I mean, that was not Bruno in the first half. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, he was just all out with the shop. Um, just giving the ball away, hanging onto it too long, not aware of what was around him, which Bruno is normally really good at. That's normally a very strong point of his game. Um, but just an off day. I think he needs to get the yellow card done and dusted out the way. Uh, so we second can get half, he was very good. Though. Second half, he was really good. <clears throat> well, he played that. He played that fabulous ball out to the left to Isak, was, didn't he? When Isak shot just over the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but look, we know what Bruno is. We know how good he is. But I think he needs to get back to the physical Bruno that we all know and love because it's it's powder puff right now, and that's not how Bruno should be playing. He should be, you know, just getting stuck in and uh, just get your ban out the way and, and get on with it. Uh, simple as that. Uh, right, the front three. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Anthony Gordon, Bill. I don't think the system did him any favours whatsoever. He received the ball far too many times with his back to goal. Mm. But what, what I was disappointed with was he just played it back to the full-back, not even spinning behind his, his, his defender. He was just standing there. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any good in him, really, apart from when we were four, uh, four down. So yeah. I'm going to give him a three. Uh, I've come with a three as well, funny enough. Um, uh, because I remembered what you said, you know, especially during that first half. He was coming back to receive the ball and then he was getting it and doing nothing with it. He's going straight back to the defender. Now, I know Arsenal were pressing. Um, and there was a couple of occasions that he, he, you know, he managed to turn and skip around and he did get walloped a couple of times. But um, it, it didn't suit his game last night at all. Uh, Miggy on the other side. Um <sighs> You know what? He was he was he was a little bit of a sort of bright spark, you know, trying to do something in the first half. Um, but again, he gets to that final third and it's just tosh. Uh so three for me. Uh Billy. Yeah, first 20 minutes it was okay. You know, it was, it was the one trying to get us on the front for him and Trippy had a nice little move between them. Um, so I'll give him a four. Okay. Uh and finally Isak. It took about a month starved of service. <laughs> Cross away. But we saw second half a couple of little glimpses. I thought he should have had a shot when he was put through on the right-hand side of the area and he didn't swing his bit He just got forced further and further out. But when he went out to the left wing and then the ball was played across to him, um, yeah, he was. Um, he showed a little bit of magic to cut inside and take the shot. Really should have gone for the far post, but he went over the bar. got a little bubble, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but you can't really mark him too harshly because I don't think he had any service. He, he worked enough. I'll give him a five. Uh, I've gone with a four, but for very similar reasons. I mean, he didn't, apart from that shot, I, I didn't see a lot from him. Um, his hold-up play in the, in the first half was, was, I mean, when he wasn't jumping for headers, that was infuriating me. Uh, when he was in the, the position to jump with Gabriel and Saliba on a couple of occasions, he didn't bother even jumping for the header. And if you're not going to bother jumping for a header or trying to win the ball, what is the point? Mm. Um, you know, th that was a little bit infuriating for me. Uh, right, we'll move to substitutions now. And uh, I believe... Did Livermento come on by himself or was Murphy with him? Burn, Burn and... Oh, sorry. Not Livermento, sorry. Burn and Murphy, wasn't it? Burn and Murphy first, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give Dan Burn a seven. I thought he was very positive when he came on. Um, did did really well, obviously. The, the, the goal, it was a lovely ball across. Um, sorry, did Willock not come on first, Billy? No, Willock come on later. Willock, oh, yeah, he did. Yes, of course he did. Um, yeah, so, so Burn for me gets a seven. Um, what was it, Barnes? Uh, come on, 
Barnes and Burns. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, we'll just rate the subs anyway. Um, but you know what? I, if Burn can do that from the bench, fair enough. I don't, I don't think he's good enough to start at the minute. His, his form dictates that. But when he came on, he did a job, and that's that's good enough for me. So a seven, Billy. Well, Burn came on, of course, when Saka wasn't on the pitch. So you know, he hardly had any kind of just after just after he came on, Saka went off. So he didn't have the same kind of defending to do. But mm. he did make the goal with a great cross, so he gets plus points for that. Yeah. He also made a complete rick and almost cost another one, although he did get back and clear off the line. Yeah. Um, I'll just give him a five. Okay. Um, right, we'll move to Murphy. I, I, I didn't think Murphy did much yesterday, to be honest, when he came on. I thought he was very poor. Um, didn't didn't really get into the game. Uh, so it's a three for me for Murphy. Billy? Well, when he tried to take on Kirio, just ran the ball past him. Ran and the ball out of play, yeah. Shocking. Um, I'll give him a two. It was dreadful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, um, uh, Harvey Barnes, Billy. Yeah, he looked okay, looks a bit of pace involved in the goal. Um, I'll give him a five. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a five as well. I thought that was a good, a good run. But listen, by the time Barnes was on, the game was gone anyway. I mean, it was mm. just completely gone. Yeah, um, well, now uh, Willock, and uh, I'm gonna give Willock a seven. Uh, I want to give him an eight, but I don't think really anybody deserved an eight. You can't give players an eight when you've lost four one, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I'll give him a seven though, because he was very lively and he scored a goal. So, uh, seven for Joe Willock. Well, he had the right attitude as soon as he got on the pitch. He, he, yeah, he wanted to take the ball forward, he wanted to drive forward, and no one else had done that in the entire game before that. Um, so yeah. before he'd even scored, he'd started doing it. Um, and was and obviously he's been out for a long time, yeah. But 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 he didn't see, he didn't show it. Um, good crossing, uh, from Byrne and a fantastic header for a goal. So, mm. yeah, I think seven's fair. And it's sort of the only positivity that really came out yesterday was seeing uh, Joe yeah. Willock back on the pitch, him and Carrius in too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, I think, um, who else came on? Lascelles, didn't he? Lascelles, I thought mm. Jamal Lascelles looked good yesterday when he was on the pitch. Uh, there was a couple of times. Um, he, he he basically won the ball and he controlled it well. He passed it well. Um, so he gets a six from me. I thought he did a good job in the short time he was on the pitch. Billy? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start the next game. Hmm. Uh, absolutely. Whether it's Fischer or Botman, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But I'll give him a six also. And finally, the manager, Billy. <sighs> I'm going to give a zero. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give him a zero because his substitutions were too late. Wow. Way too late. Mm. The, the way he set us up, to not make changes when he saw what was going on after 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes even, was wrong. Absolutely nothing for me. It was a shocking performance, shockingly managed, cowardly, despicable, all the things, all the horrible adjectives you want to use. You can mm. use it about Newcastle United's performance yesterday. And at the head, at the helm of that is Eddie Howe. So it gets a big fat duck egg for me. Well, I've gone for a two, but for exactly the same reasons you've just said, Billy. Um, there is lots of zeros and ones and twos in the chat. Um, so I can, everybody's feeling the same way by the looks of things. So, yeah, it's uh, it's not a great day for Newcastle United. Um, but let's hope we can move on, guys. That is it for the review. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Over 900, net, well, actually over 1,000 at one stage on a Sunday evening is incredible. Uh, thank you so much for your support, guys. Thank you. Uh, for all your support for me in the chat tonight. I, I really do appreciate you guys are legends. Uh, you really are. Thank you so much for your super chats and new memberships. Thank you to Billy and thank you for Anthony, who's just gifted five Toon Review memberships. Uh, 
uh, right at the end of the show. So thank you very much, uh, Anthony. That's incredibly kind, mate. Uh, thank you again. Uh, yes, we've got the poll, Billy. Uh, so I forgot all about that. Um, if we lose, the, the, basically the poll was, and we've had nearly 500 votes on this. Uh, if we lose to Blackburn, do you want Eddie out? Yes, 40%. No, 60%. So still, there's still a good, you know, a lot of the view is still, you know, happy to have Eddie. And as I say, I'm, I'm in that boat at the minute, but, uh, I wonder if that would change if we do the review on where and stay for the game, Billy, and we're out the FA Cup, because that may well be a very, very different poll then, but we, we will see what kind of performance we give. I'm um, kind of in between the two. I, I, I can't make my mind up, if I'm honest. Yeah. I'm waiting for more players to come back, so he has got more tools to use. But Well, he's only probably got two more tools in Pope and Anderson at the minute, because the others are out for the season, so... Mm. Uh, he hasn't got a lot to come back. He's got some of his best coming back, so we will see. Uh, but thank you for uh, the mods again. Brilliant work. Thank you uh, to you guys. You guys are absolute legends. Uh, thank you so much. And we will see you again tomorrow. Billy, thank you very much as well. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, folks. Uh, and we will see you tomorrow. Good night. How are the lads and lasses? <laughs>